Hi there, everyone. It's me. It's me, Max. It's me, Cassie. Um, we are coming to you uh, uh, on June. Fuck, I don't know what day it is. Fifteenth. <laughs> June fifteenth. Uh, we recorded the following episode, the one you're about to hear, before the uh, protests in the the nationwide and, in fact, worldwide protests over police brutality began. And we haven't been releasing anything because. We haven't felt like releasing anything. We felt that it was a, it's a particularly serious time in our history, not necessarily because police violence against black people and indigenous people and people of color all over the world is new. It's not. It's not. It's not remotely new, but because there has been such a renewed focus on it in the media and uh, it's been sort of taking up all of our brain spaces lately, yeah. I think we can say. But we are also at a time where we've, we've, we we're feeling like we need to do some self-care and self-soothing. And one of the ways that we do that is by podcasting. Um, and we realize that a lot of people out there are probably needing to do some self-care um, uh, while keeping up the fight. This is not something that we can just kind of get over and it's not it's not a fad this is not a trend this is something that we need to keep fighting and in us releasing our podcast episodes is we've decided as a way to help just provide something out there that can help keep you uplifted while we are fighting for uh, social justice while we are fighting for equity while we are fighting for Black lives, for trans lives, for LGBTQAI plus lives. So us releasing our podcast is not us just getting back to a quote normal. This is just a source of comfort uh, that we would like to put out there. And share with you. And share with you. Because you deserve yeah. that. Um, and we, since we are uh, acknowledging that we're living in an unprecedented time and there's a lot of unrest going on right now, we wanted to use our voice and our platform to uh, help you get connected with some resources and get connected with some ways that you can pitch in. Uh, because probably that's something that's on our minds a lot lately. I know it's been on Cassie and my uh, minds uh, a lot over the past two weeks. Uh, so thankfully, there have been a lot of folks working really hard to make sure that information about what's happening right now is readily available. And that people have the ability to connect quickly and easily with uh, ways that they can help. And one of the best resources that we have found is a website uh, called uh, is a website called BlackLivesMatters.card.co, and that's BlackLivesMatters with an S. dot c a r r d dot c o. So remember that's two R's in card, and it's BlackLivesMatters.card.co. And we'll put that link in the. the right, show right. notes. Uh, and this is a really, really great resource. It has uh, not only uh, petitions you can sign and uh, uh, direct links to places where you can donate, but it also has resources you can use if you're uh, looking to educate yourself about the history of black struggle, uh, about the history of, of police in the United States, and about um, you know the, the roads we face towards defunding and abolishing the police as well, uh, because we know that there's a lot of... The, 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 as we said in the beginning of this, the movement to uh, protect black people and to... to to create restorative justice in this country is very old. It's not something that's new. And it's something that people have been writing about and thinking about for a really long time. And so if you want to get connected with some resources that can give you a better understanding, uh, that can make you feel a little less powerless, this is a really great way to do so. And understand what exactly restorative justice is. Yeah. Yeah. So visit that website. uh, And uh, if you have the money to... uh, 
to donate, then that would be a great idea. You could also donate to the official Black Lives Matter organization. There are uh, different chapters in uh, states and cities around the United States. Uh, So if you have one in your local area, that's always a great way to do some direct support. Uh, I'm also going to post in our show notes a link to a video cast that the official Black Lives Matter organization put out recently. And it's about how to take care of yourself during stress and trauma. With all this in mind, uh, for all of you out on the front lines protesting, please do your best to stay healthy amid the COVID-19 crisis. You know, wear your masks, try and keep some sort of distance. Uh, Just a reminder that we are all in this together. We are experiencing a civil rights movement that will be in history books. We need to work together. We love you all. Please stay safe as much as you can. Watch out for one another, protect one another, and fight the good fight. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. And without further ado, here's an episode of our podcast about ghost adventures. About bad ghost hunter people. Yeah. Ghost Adventures is the sole property of the Ghost Adventures crew and Scripps LLC. We're not in any way affiliated with any of them. We just like watching them do their thing. So if you like Ghost Adventures too, support the crew in the Travel Channel. Also, this podcast has profanity in it, so take whatever precautions you feel are necessary. Hello and welcome to another episode of Insanely Haunted, the show where we watch and review every episode of Ghost Adventures. My name is Max. I'm Cassie. And uh, I'm George, buzzing in again. Welcome back, George. Uh, here Great he to is. Have it's, it's been a long time since I've uh, heard from good old Prophet Z-Bags here. I think it's been like <laughs> over a year or so since I've been back with y'all, so. Really? It's been that long? It's something like it, but it's okay. good to see that so much has changed yet so much has stayed the same yeah tempest fugit as they say what is that it means time flies okay that's all (laughs) um uh so we we got fooled (laughs) the ghost adventures crew bamboozled us again there was a lot of grifting involved with this episode (laughs) not only on us but also uh on behalf of bill chapel yeah uh so you already know bill chapel's here um, and the title of this episode led us to believe that we would also be having an encounter with a famous historical figure, i.e. former President George Washington. <laughs> I almost had anxiety as you said that name because there was another George president. Several, two, in fact. at least. I don't know my American history <laughs> that well. Um, yeah, uh, this episode is called George Washington Ghost. And, and that says and, that and usually means that you're going to meet George Washington's ghost, but we don't at all. <laughs> well, well, even in the if you break open the description, it's GAC go in search of the ghosts at the Morris Jumel mansion, which include George Washington. Yeah, um, well, well it, it's it's right it's right there in the in the marquee. 
like ghosts are Pokemon that you just sort of collect as you go through your ghost hunting journey. But there's no yeah, r- random encounters with ghosts here, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Except we don't even. Well, we'll get to it. But so like the uh, there's an additional deception here, which is that this is a two episode, or rather a two lockdown episode. Like there's two different locations. Yeah. It's one of those where they clearly didn't get enough evidence in the original place that they were going to investigate. So they basically look for another place to go. Um, and this is, takes place in New York City, which is pretty cool. It's their first lockdown, they say, in and, New York City. And Smithtown, Long Island. So um, I guess let's just get into it. The, okay. They start, <laughs> we start out at the Morris Jumel mansion. And this place is uh, where George Washington was headquartered for a while. Uh, during the war for Amer- uh, for the United States independence. Specifically the Battle of Harlem. Yeah. <clears throat> and tr- troops apparently took occupancy in this, so this building. They lost this location, in fact. The um, the British took this over. Oh, wait, is that the how it I happened? I think that's what he said. I don't remember. Zach is not a good historian. He does not tell very clearly the story of what happened here. No. And this is a, a thing that just would happen. Sometimes homes were used as... Um, places to quarters kind of, for soldiers yeah they later on the uh, the actual constitution would forbid that um which is good um but before the constitution was written i guess it was fair game and this later on in the 1800s was the dwelling of a very famous woman named eliza jumel was she very famous according to these guys they okay. talk about her like she's a big celebrity but no they also idea. they don't tell us anything well, about she, her life so, so she, I know a little bit about her. I mean, she did, at the time, she would have had quite a bit of prestige because she was married to uh, uh, this guy, Stephen Jamel, and they actually were really wealthy. Like, they had a really good estate um, that she actually was the one who did the primary management of it. Um, oh. And so, like, showed some real business acumen. Um, she also, later on, she was married to Aaron Burr. Oh, uh, which, wow. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, only for like a couple minutes because the dude was an idiot and he couldn't manage shit. But yeah, um, yeah and apparently she divorced him the same day that he died. Ooh. So you figure this guy, like, he mismanaged the assets. So he's basically bankrupt. He got divorced and he died on the same day. It's like, Ooh. damn, bro. That's, that's, that's a rough triple whammy. It really is bad. Wow. Yeah, apparently her husband, what was his name? Stephen. Stephen. First uh, husband. First husband uh, step or fell onto a pitchfork. Yeah, and apparently she murdered him. Uh, the The story they tell is that she undid the dressing on the wound and let him bleed to death. Oh, I totally missed that. Um, it's it's told to us by the tour guide who lives here or not lives here works here. I didn't get her name. I feel a little bad because she was clearly had had it up to here with Zach. No, I think she was really into Zach. You, her? What do you think, Colin? The lady with the glasses? Yeah. Right um, here. I don't know. I'm probably bad at gauging that, like, chemistry <laughs> kinds of things. But she, she definitely was not as uncomfortable as I've seen Z-Bags make some other people That's before. True. I just think, uh, what, what episode was it? I think it was the the one about the poet that I did with y'all oh, a year yeah. ago. Okay, yeah. Oh yeah. man, that one that one was rough. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. was that, that was tough to watch. But I mean, as far as I could tell, here she was keeping her cool, which is like difficult to do around. The, I mean, those those glasses, man. You can't get away from those glasses. No. 
she kind of reminded me as a less intense and less weird version of uh, the lady who does tours at the Lizzie Borden uh, Inn. Mm. She had that that energy of like, I'm on TV and nervous about it and Zach might be hot. Because there was a moment where she was kind of uh, messing with him, but in a really like... (laughs) Oh, yeah. Awkward way. She brings them into the bedroom that George Washington used through a secret passage. Mm-hmm. And Zach is like messing with the door on the secret passage and it pinches his finger and he goes, ow. Mm-hmm. And she says, well, that's what you get for messing with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, his masculinity was damaged at that moment. <laughs> yeah. That's why he had to yell at Gus Slater. Oh, so... Uh, we hear about how there have been... Okay, so this is getting on to like, the haunting stuff. Yes, there is a number of hauntings. We hear how oh, there have been... Oh, fuck, where do we start with this shit? Yeah, a group called Acoustic Archives that recorded sound. They, they record sound. I tried to look up like an uh, actual company, and I couldn't find anything. I don't really know anything about like historical record keeping. This is where this our is friend where... Devin from Ouija Broads could help us out because she works in a museum. Yeah. And she might understand more about th- th- this specific kind of archiving. I, I don't understand whether or not it is actually historical. Like, this is a thing that, oh my god, our cat is just... Uh, She's a I real don't... noodle right now. She's noodling out. Um, I don't know if this is like an actual like historical type of record keeping that is legit or if this is just like a ghost hunting thing. So if anybody it could knows be like an entertainment there, thing, like they, they just the, the, the gist of this business that we get from the episode is that they just go into historic buildings and record like what it sounds like in there, what the acoustics of the space is. OK, so is it, anybody in there, though? I don't know. The recording they played for us sounded like they were like banging on stuff. But then, how do you know if you've caught ghosts? I don't know. See, that's what I'm thinking. They, like, s- they say that they caught a ghost. They say that they caught someone singing yeah. on this recording. And there is like a tone. There's like a... You'd probably need to have nobody in the building. But then why are you recording a building with nobody in the building? So, yeah, I feel like if we spend too much time applying logic, <laughs> we're just going to get like a... That's how you get an aneurysm here. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. There's an amazing moment in the like investigatory part of this where Zach is like, he's reading the plaque on the front of the house, and he reads about George Washington and Eliza Jumel, and he says, "Locations don't get more historic <laughs> than this." Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, we meet because. A- well, just according to Z bags, the Earth is only about three hundred years old. Man, like yes, so. he, the, the flat Earthers, even they were going way too far with it. And I wonder if he's like lost memory because he has been in places that are much older. Hmm. Anyway, yeah. like when he went to uh, Dracula's castle, yeah. only one season ago. Yeah. Uh, but we also meet uh, <laughs> another person who works here named Naomi, and she has seen a ghostly boot coming down the stairs. And she shares with us the story of a Hessian soldier who tripped and impaled himself on his own bayonet and died. There's a lot of impaling in this episode. Yeah. What is with these people, man? It's like, you know, you're tripping over, like, dandelions or something. And, <laughs> well, it's just that they don't say anything about, like, oh, he tripped, like, you know, over a twig or, like, a root or something. It's just, he tripped, like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the knowledge, knowledge lost to history about what exactly was on the floor. 
Yeah, no wonder we needed the damn French to win the revolution, man, because nobody could even, like, stand up straight for more than two minutes, apparently. <laughs> People were tripping and falling on their own bayonets all the time. Yeah, that's number one casualties in the American Revolution. I'd, I'd bet money on it. I'm not even a gambling man. Never walk up or down stairs with your bayonet. It's like running with scissors. Yeah. Um, Zach gets really excited to see the deathbed of Eliza Jumel. Uh, he... he in the middle of a conversation with this tour guide, he like breaks off to monologue about his powers, about his powers and how he sees dead people. And then we meet another, um, uh, another historian here, an archivist who is, her job is to tell us about some deaths that happened here. So there was also a servant who apparently died by suicide. She hung, she, uh, hanged herself. Uh, that's all the info we get on that. And it doesn't, it's not relevant again for the rest of the episode. And also we hear a story of some kids that came here on a field trip and supposedly the ghost of Eliza Jumel came out and like chastised them. Yeah. And this was before anybody was actually at the house. Yeah. House supposedly empty. They were waiting to go in because they were on a field trip and and she's like, you kids, quiet down. Yeah. But nobody was, nobody was there. And then when they walked in, they saw the, the, the portrait on the wall and they're like, that's her. And she's been dead for hundreds of years. (laughs) Um, and then uh, they hear that a guy named Hans Holzer, who is a paranormal celebrity, apparently, came here and did a seance and met Eliza's husband, Stephen. The ghost. The ghost, who who confirms the, the theory about her murdering him. That's that's why we know is because this guy had a seance. She totally killed me. We also <laughs> hear about stone tape theory briefly. Yes. Zach mentions it. He says something about how the because it's the original floorboards. Yeah. Um, which also uh, horrendously creaky, terrible place to do audio based yeah. <laughs> ghost hunting. But they that doesn't stop them. We hear from uh, the archivist Emily yeah. Gruchow. I wrote really poorly. Emily Gruchow. Something like that. <laughs> Emily. It's a difficult name. Uh, she told us about a servant girl who killed herself. Yep. And then Zach walks away, again, walks away from that conversation <laughs> to do a little monologue about the imperna- uh, impermanence of life. Super awkward. <laughs> just leaves her standing there. And then also Nick and Aaron start following him. So she's just like by herself in that courtyard. I wish the video panned back to her. Like just, just like, to see I, her reaction. Can I go? Am I do- are you guys done with me? And this is where Zach gets the idea that we need Bill Chapel. Where does Bill live? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, hopefully around New York City, because that would be quite a flight if he was in Nevada. He must get paid, like, really well by the Ghost Adventures crew. I can't imagine the show doesn't make money. Yeah. It's got to be making money. I mean, it's yeah. probably really cheap to make. And Well, I mean, uh, 19 seasons. I mean, someone's got to yeah. be watching yeah. this shit. Yeah. Exactly. If not for the ghosts, then unfortunately, maybe to watch Zach Baggins. I mean, we're watching it. Well, ironically, though. I mean, I mean, people that <laughs> you can't spend money. Ironically, though, they, they we have supported their business. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, are we enablers, guys? Yes, we are. <laughs> um, uh, join our Patreon. Enable us. Uh, so the, the, this is where, like, they would have stopped the investigation, but they get a phone call from a historian that they work with, who says, "Hey, there's a bar near where you guys are." that needs your help. And of course, Zach has to answer that call. 
Because he's like the the firefighter of a ghost hunting. <laughs> the, the alarm sounds and he's down the pole and he in the fire truck. People. He doesn't actually. He makes things worse. But that's what he thinks. Um, and this is where the bar that we mentioned earlier in the episode, the one that takes place in Long Island, uh, it's a place called Katie's. Seems quite nice on the inside. Uh, yeah. <laughs> At least the upstairs. On the inside. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's a... It's close. I'll just be quiet. It looks really cool on the inside. Um, and so this is a bar that uh, has been struggling with a ghost, apparently. And business, And the business is doing quite poorly. The owner, Brian, is introduces us to the ghost here. And uh, he says that he tells us about how one of the bartenders got hit with a with a flying glass. And we meet her. Her name is Dominique. And she shares her story. Um, and we see the footage of the glass flying off the shelf. And it actually is a little spooky. It doesn't look like it just tipped over and fell off. It has energy. It, it actually has, has. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of cool. What do you think, Colin? That's uh, that's probably the most legitimate thing I've ever seen on this show so far. Like something <laughs> that well, something that like legitimately doesn't have a, a glance explanation. Yeah. Um, because the other thing they show with the the hose like popping out of it, I mean, like, I'm not a bartender. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, my cousin is. Maybe maybe he would know better than me. But it's like that's that's the kind of thing that's at least plausible. But I, I've seen you. Know, I've been in a lot of bars, right? Um, mm-hmm. Like a lot of different ones. And man, I look at the way that they put those mugs and like the glasses up there, and it's like those things are made to be like mm-hmm. stalactites. You know what I mean? Like those yeah, are for sure. those are uh, th- those things ain't coming down. So no, that, that's not. like the one. T- that's that's the one time when I've I've kind of raised my eyebrows a little bit. It's like, damn guys, you actually got something. I uh, I don't know, I, I don't got an answer for you. Yeah, well, and it wasn't the guys that got it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, they I mean, not, it's, it's it's the yeah. They did not catch the good evidence. No, that was <laughs> but, the security camera got all that. Yeah, the nozzle thing. Those things can pop out if you don't. Push it's them like in all cl- the way. It clicks in. There's resistance to it. So there's like some potential energy when you've clicked it in. Oh. Which would explain why it could. Oh, okay, out, okay. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have used those before yeah. uh, working in restaurants. But the glass, yeah, it was very, like, I wouldn't be able to explain that. Um, in addition to Dominique, who currently works at Katie's, we also meet Liz, who used to work at Katie's. Another a case of, like, I guess they were just passing on the street and, and she saw them. <laughs> Um, and Liz is the one who introduces us to the bar's, like, pet ghost. The bar is all in on this ghost. The bar has... So, the history of this bar is that it stands in a place where there used to be a hotel. Um, around the same time as Eliza Jumel was alive. Um, there was a hotel here that burned to the ground. And that is, like, a big part of this bar's history. Apparently, they really are... They really embrace that as part of their story. Mm-hmm. To the point that the owner of the hotel, who died by suicide, self-inflicted gunshot wound, they have not only the newspaper report of his death, but his death certificate framed on the wall of the bar. That's macabre. I, that's so macabre to me. I don't know why you would do this. And, and um, it's and it's like graphic too. Like yes. that's the that's the thing about it is it's like um, you know they're they're describing like you know bullet in the head and all of this stuff and it's like this is this isn't even in like some you know photo album next to the jukebox it's like that's that's like right there it's framed yeah yeah they're proud of this they're proud that they have this story as part of their history and they want to share it maybe the ghost is fed up with that and he's like hey can you not exploit this (laughs) 
Um, but apparently everybody who works there is on this theory that like the ghost of this guy, his name is Charlie. The ghost of Charlie is in here and his negativity, his depression is like um, affecting all of the people that work there. And in fact, Zach goes in to have a quote unquote private conversation with Brian. <laughs> oh um, God, this was so fucking jarring. It was like, okay, wait, and I think I mentioned this uh, off mic when we were watching this thing. It's like, God, I could be in this episode thinking we were going to learn about George Washington. Now I'm like watching <laughs> Dr. Phil. <laughs> yeah. Like, wait, wait, how did we get here? I think I skipped a few pages. Because yeah. Now all of a sudden it's like I'm depressed and, and the business sucks and you know and 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 things suck and, and things like that. There's and, so much um, drama here. People and, getting and, mad at each other over nothing. Yeah. Well, and, and what, what what was it that one of you said where it's like so this basically just means that they didn't turn up shit at the George Washington house. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, and, and, and they had to basically shove like a whole three quarters of another episode. Because I think we actually spend more time at the bar. <laughs> I'm than sure we do yeah. Yeah. at the George Washington. I didn't clock it, but that's what it fucking felt like. And yeah. they couldn't just call it Katie's Bar because that's a very boring name <laughs> for an episode of Ghost Adventures. Wait, what did they call it? George Washington House. Oh, oh, I see, I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah well, and how many Katie's Bar are there in this entire country? <laughs> I, I bet if I, I bet if I went to Google and I looked at it, Yelp is going to give me like hundreds of results, like in Iowa, sure. and New York, and Kansas. You know, it's like, um, so yeah, it's like Katie's Bar. Well, which one? I yeah. mean, not that that would even be enticing anyway, but it doesn't doesn't really sell. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and this is uh, this is another instance of Zach Bagans telling somebody that they're you know visiting, interviewing that they're or, or at least indicating that their conversation is private when it's actually not. When it's not. He's and got his rec- his. Aaron is like hiding outside of a window shooting in words they don't even have a microphone on the guy so clearly he doesn't know he's being recorded and you can hear zach like ruffling rustling it's like they've sent him in with a with a wire basically yeah and you can like hear his clothes rustling around as he tries to get close to this guy so the mic can pick him up yeah um and he shares one last ghost story which is that the this big tough guy came in and was like, fuck ghosts, I hate ghosts, I'm going to go fuck with this ghost. And then the ghost punched Why? him. Why? What is it be like that? I don't know. <laughs> it, it, it seems like the, the way that they were describing it, that the biker guy just barges on into the bar and is like, I'm going to fuck a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Must be chasing um, Danny Phantom or something. And this biker guy got punched supposedly, and then changed his tune and was like... And he's like, like, I'm never going to come back here again. I don't mess with this ghost. It's serious. <laughs> and then he just leaves. Yep. It was very strange. How did he find out about the ghost? <laughs> did it, the ghost sleep with his girlfriend or something? The ghost got him fired from his job. <laughs> uh, but regardless, we, we transition with breakneck speed into the lockdown from this. I have never seen such an immediate jump yeah. into a lockdown already in progress. And it was such a tiny little clip too. Yeah. They spent like two seconds and then went back to the bar. Um, they, the party has been split. Nick, Aaron, no, Nick, Billy, Tolly, and Bill Chapel are at the Jumel mansion and Zach and Aaron are at Katie's bar. And the purpose of the split is because they want to get evidence at both places in one night. <clears throat> And Bill is here with all his technology. He's got the uh, he's got a couple of the stationary connect cameras and he has a new device, which is a handheld connect camera that he can walk around with. 
uh, and scan stuff with. But we don't get to see any of that because we transition immediately to Katie's, like Cassie said. And Zach and Aaron are running us around. They've got the thermal camera. They've got a bunch of EM pumps set up around the bar. Um, and they are like trying to appeal to Charlie. They're like, they're, they're hanging out saying like, Charlie, please, <laughs> Charlie, please show us, show yourself. We want to, we want the people at home to know that there's an afterlife. We want to settle this debate for all of these people who are so desperate to know. They're like really appealing to his humanity. Um, and they bring the spirit box out, but well, they don't quiet. It's, it's, quiet it's like a quiet spirit box. Yeah. Um, and they don't get anything. It's just really dead up there for lack of a better word. So they go down to the basement, which has a different feel. Yeah, they say it seems more negative. There is no visual. Isn't it always true with? uh, Well, isn't that always true with basements though? Like I was thinking about this once, where like you think about like the basement is always the haunted place. Like that's always where bad things happen. So you don't hear about haunted attics, right? Nobody (laughs) says don't. Nobody says don't go into the attic, right? It's um, I think basements get a bad rap if you ask me. Yeah. Maybe because it's closer to hell. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, Zach gets... Zach starts to feel drained and dizzy. And uh, as soon as this happens, they hear some knocking coming from upstairs. And then Uh, we go back to the mansion. And then back to the mansion. (laughs) Um, Nick and the Billies are trying to bait the ghosts into the frame of the Kinect camera. This really funny moment where Nick's like, hey, if you're over there, come over here. Come come to me, ghosts, uh, so that we can record you. Uh, Nick, not really getting any much of anything, so he's just talking to the camera, telling you uh, how what he does as a yeah, ghost hunter. He's like describing his method, which is that he walks around until he feels... That energy jolting through his body. <laughs> he, he doesn't, doesn't say use that, that phrase in that. this one. Almost did, though. Um, but supposedly he has, just now, found a hot spot, which he describes as like uh, a conjunction of two dimensions overlapping with one another. Um, and he says that he feels it all the way up his body, from his feet to his neck. And, and then he catches a, a sound, right? Or a voice? I think so. Uh, yes. Because, and- because Zach had made a comment... That this confirms that Nick is a sensitive. Ah, yes, because noun. he catches a voice EVP at that exact moment. Yeah. Um, but they don't even attempt to put words to it. It doesn't sound like anything. No. Uh, additionally, this is where they start. Uh, Nick starts to like beckon Bill Chapel over with the handheld Connect camera. And by the way, this thing, just so you know, uh, this is like a commercial for Bill Chapel. Yeah. These episodes, because every time he gets a piece of technology out, the the voiceover of Zach is like, "This Connect camera has two Microsoft Connect devices, two thermal cameras, and one infrared camera connected to an array of multiple <laughs> different s- sensors for barometer." Metric pressure, temperature. Like, he's just telling us all the features. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like, it also has a built-in grill and MP3 player. <laughs> Call now today, we'll give you a buy now bonus. I mean... <laughs> Financing is available if you have bad credit. Zero percent give- interest for five months. <laughs> um, and Bill brings it over. Uh, but before we can start anything, they zip back over to Katie's. They're, like, really staggering, mm-hmm. these two. I think they're trying to distract you so that you don't realize how little stuff yeah. they got. Um, Zach is behind the bar. He's getting kind of an, like annoyed He's and tired. He's confrontational. So this is where the big shit happens. One of my favorite parts of this whole episode. 
starts is is in this sequence after this. Uh, the the inciting incident to utter chaos is that the there's an emergency exit sign and you can't turn the lights in those off because there are emergency exit signs. And so what they've done is they've taped a garbage bag over it and the tape gives way and the garbage bag falls down and they both wig out completely because Mm -hmm. there's a sudden light. They're both looking at it. And supposedly Zach catches a little orb Mm -hmm. right after it happens on his camera. They also hear a noise in the basement. Mm -hmm. They say that uh, it sounds like uh, someone is running around. I hear what sounds like silverware clinking, too. Oh, really? Like somebody putting something down and dropping something. Huh. They also hear something hit the floor above them. And then Zach gets the spirit box out and he wants to do one last try. It's been so long with the spirit box, no voices. And so he asks the box, what did that sign say that you ripped down? And this is my favorite moment of the episode. Yeah. There's a, there's a little voice that says, exit. And then Zach turns to the camera, puts his most melodramatic voice face on and goes, it said exit. <laughs> He looks so scared and sad. And then he and Aaron are like so jazzed about this. They're like bouncing off the walls. They fist bump at one point because of how good that evidence is. Yeah. See, I didn't even hear it. Like, I, you know, they go over that so many times. It's like I still could not like detect whatever it was that they heard, you know. Um, yeah. I didn't want, I mean, I didn't want to say nothing because Z-Bags was having his moment, but it's just like. No, I think I think you were just desperate. You reached on that one, bro. It's like ten miles away that you got right there. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is is this also where he like goes out of his way to tell us about how good the spirit box is actually, and how it's not just <laughs> false positives. I think so, or it's some sometimes. That's, that's a sour grapes thing right there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then after that, it's right back to Nick. Uh, Nick is uh, still trying to appeal to George Washington to show up. He. Gets the EV, he gets the old bad spirit box out that's really yeah. loud. And this is really funny to me. He uses them leaving as the carrot on the stick to get more ghost evidence. He's like, We will leave if you give us evidence right now. <laughs> <laughs> we know we're being really annoying to you. So just end your suffering. Show us yourself. Um, and everybody hears this loud floorboard creaking. Which is like... Big surprise. Big fucking surprise. While you guys were walking around, it was crazy loud already. And moving. Like, you know how when... You know the gag on, like, pirate shows. Or, yeah, where someone steps on one side of the, yeah. the plank and then it flips up on and the it, other side. And it hits these Daffy are, Duck in the face. These are plank-like wood boards in this very, very old home. So you're going to make the ground move. Yeah. Um, like, it's just inevitable. But yeah, they think it's like ghosts. Um, and this freaks everybody out. Um, the, Nick, Billy, and Bill are all three very on edge about this. Um, and then Bill Chapel is shooting Billy with the Kinect camera. And this is where he captures the uh, obligatory Connect ghost <laughs> that is like... A leprechaun inside. It starts out as like a little folded up leprechaun and then it, it becomes... like a spider. It, it, yeah, it's like all folded up and, and twisty. Lots like. of limbs. Uh, but then it unfolds itself and turns into a big tall figure that looks like it's like massaging Billy's head a little bit. <laughs> and climbing over And him. climbing on him. And from the... You can even see in the little handheld camera that it is trying to map a figure onto the curtain that Billy is standing in front of. And they spend a lot of time going over like the way the device works and how it's 
like verifies this evidence. But I don't know. Like it doesn't to me, that is not justifiable enough to to just not to, to me. It's Occam's razor. They the device thought the camera or the, the curtain was a person. Mm-hmm. That's what it seems like to me. Like they, they were good in in comparing two pieces of evidence, yeah. the two different uh, video takes from different cameras. That was good. But they needed to address the curtain. Yeah, they didn't even address the curtain. You can clearly see it never shot. Um, and they don't even talk about it as a possibility. Yeah, and it's like perfectly the shape of where that figure showed up. George, as someone who's never seen this in action, what was your impression? I mean, it it comes off like a lot of the other equipment that they'll often bring out where like it looks like it probably does something useful, but it probably doesn't, if that makes sense. <laughs> Where yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, you got you got you got some like flashing lights and stuff like that too. It's like so does a fucking light bright. I don't think I'm seeing bringing <laughs> one of these things on there. Um, it gives the impression of a real piece of technology. Yeah, and that and that's the thing is they they hype it up a lot so that if they are doing something like catching a curtain or something like that, they're not giving you the impression that this thing is like capable of that kind of error. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean why would you, right? It's like if you're if you're bringing sure. something out. Then, then, like you're, you're not going to say, well, this thing's okay, except for the times when it's not. It, <laughs> that's, uh, this that, thing's that's a great piece of technology, except for all the false positives it constantly gets. Yeah, it's like, oh, it turns out it's not like that at all. I thought it was funny uh, when Bill Chapel was first watching the Connect camera footage <laughs> yeah. of Nick, and nothing was happening, and. Bill Chapel decides to use this as an advertising opportunity, and he asks Nick to like move his arms up and down, mm-hmm. and then he says to the camera, "Okay, so you can see that that's Nick." And I- <laughs> <laughs> he's like doing a little product demo, yeah, a little calibration. I felt like he probably was like super nervous uh, that they weren't gonna get anything, and it would make his product look like shit. Yeah, because this was his first time using that one. Oh, really? The handheld one, yeah. He oh, had just developed okay. that. It was a brand new product at the time of recording. I imagine him being like, you know that meme that's like the guy sweating really nervous and has to choose between two buttons? I feel like <laughs> Bill Chappell is that really nervous person that's sweating. Like, <gasps> And what are the two buttons in this meme? What do they say? His connect camera. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like hoping it See, works. Uh, th- well, that's a that's a thing that ran through this entire episode, and I think again it really speaks to how how dry their their scoops were on this one because there's just yeah. that tension, that irritation, that like like there, there was definitely a lack of the confidence that I've seen in the very mm-hmm. few um, Ghost Adventures videos that, that I've watched, where it's like mm-hmm. you know they're always just like we got this, oh look at that, we're on it, but then as it goes on, like. Yo, Zach, it's like, bro, you're you're yelling at a fucking ghost in a bar at like midnight, <laughs> you, you know, yeah. and 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 yeah, and then Billy over and the Billy's over here, and they're starting to do things like, okay, we'll leave, right? We'll fuck off if you give us what we want. <laughs> it's like there, there's like there's kind of a desperation running throughout this entire episode where they're yeah. just like, well, we don't have anything, we don't we don't have any scoops, but like we did all this filming and stuff, we can't go back empty-handed. Yeah. Um, it's uh yeah I, I mean it, it it shows you exactly just um how they, they had nothing I mean they they had nothing they really <laughs> had to stretch this thing like ten miles wide to make this look like a success that they pulled off and that also really informs the fist bump moment between Zach mm-hmm. and Aaron where it's like phew we got something <laughs> yeah, yeah holy fuck God, man like. Oh, Jesus. You know, can, can I just go home? I'm fucking exhausted. God damn. 
Uh, and so t- the very end of this episode is that Zach and Aaron want to show Brian, the bar owner, a little bit of their results. And they show him the exit sign. They show him the spirit box saying exit. And apparently Brian claims to have heard the voice that said exit before. They don't go into that at all. They just let that be the end of that. And they don't come back to Katie's to talk with either of the bartenders they uh, they spoke with either. They only talk to Brian in this moment directly afterwards. They don't do the thing where they, like, go get the edited footage and then go back and talk to these people. Mm-hmm. They just they just are like, we're done, we're out of here, bye. Yeah. And it's the end of the episode. Yeah, they even leave it on a bit of an awkward note with the bar owner, too, where it's like... Uh, it's like, you know, he's going to be continued to be tormented by these ghosts. It's like, yeah. what, didn't, they, didn't they call you in to, like, resolve that? Yeah, so what, you guys were going to be heroes. Like, this is their legacy. They make things worse. They don't yeah. ever come into... Like, when they mentioned that they heard from a, uh, a manager of a bar who wanted to know if they could come help him, I was just thinking, this man obviously does not watch the show. <laughs> There's a yes, fandom all, of buddy. people. You're, you're in for a rude awakening now. <laughs> yeah. There is a fandom of people out there who watch the show and follow Zach's line of reasoning to the letter, though, I feel like. Because why else would he continue to remain so, like, attached to this notion that he's like the ghost hero? Mm-hmm. Maybe his his ego is out of control, mm-hmm. just in general. Yeah. Well, he's here's like, the thing, uh, like, I mean, is there is there, like, footage of him, like, off camera, you know what I mean? Like this is the only context I've ever seen him in. I mean, I'd I know he's got like it. Twitter and stuff, but but like of course he would be doing that. Um, but I'm just saying, like, yeah, what what is this guy like when the cameras ain't rolling? Like, if mm-hmm. is there is, is he just like totally playing this up, or is there is there like a sincere belief here? George, uh, do you want to tell us what your favorite part of this episode was? Oh man, what what do I pick? I mean, like of the ones I've watched, this was like the most chaotic. Like that's the thing. Like toward towards that last quarter of it, that'd probably be my favorite thing about it. Is just like by by the end, they are all losing their shit so much, and mm-hmm. it's so funny to watch because it's like, wait, what what the fuck is going on here? But then nobody there knows either. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I think that's the thing. It's like it's a rare moment of vulnerability with this whole crew. When you actually see what happens when they don't seem to be getting everything that they want and they don't respond well to it, and it's fucking hilarious. Uh, what was your favorite, Cassie? Uh, the freak, Zach freaking out. Exit! <laughs> yeah, that's mine too. His face was great. Um, there is some good tweets from Zach. Yes. Uh, he's been, uh, he's been on lockdown himself and, uh, uh, he's been saying things like, my hair so damn long, don't be hating cause I'm liking the mullet. <laughs> oh, no capitalization, no. <laughs> no punctuation. Um, let's see. Social media really lets you know who the crazies are, doesn't it? Oh, wow. Ooh, there's some stone cold irony right there. Yeah, there sure is. Um, let's see what else. Uh, a person named Mark has tweeted at Zach, just watched your latest episode of Screaming Room. I enjoyed it. Listening to your perspectives, it was like watching scenes from movies. And Zach has quote tweeted this person, and all he has added is, thanks, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the wisdom of the prophet Baggins right there. Yes. And uh, he has also retweeted a story of a dramatic plane crash that only two people survived. And he has quote tweeted that saying, wow, to survive that. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody go check on Zach. I don't know if he's doing all right. 
he is seems to be unraveling slightly. Um, they're talking about Screaming Room, of course, which is the show Cassie mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. where they just watch old episodes and talk over them. So, do they do that like, like with humor? Or like, like what, what's the tone of that? I'm really curious. I feel like it's supposed to be like um, director commentary. Basically. Yes, yes. It's like we were doing this, and this is how we felt at the time. Yep, that's pretty much Because there's even, that, that, I guess that was something else. I forgot to mention this when we talked about it, when he has the, uh, like, the, the, the moment of shock when he gets the exit sign quote. And he even, like, lampshades how hilarious it is when he says, you might yeah. laugh at our reactions. Like, I mean, he is, like, yeah. instantly on the <laughs> defensive knew. with that. So it's like, all right, dude, you at least have some capacity to understand that there are people who are not taking you seriously with this. Um <sighs> And so I wonder if he can devise a whole show around that, but it kind of sounds like that's not what he does. I would like to share one update from a uh, Zach Bagans adjacent to Twitter. This is the Twitter for Zach Bagans, The Haunted Museum. Uh, and they have retweeted an article from Fox 5 Las Vegas. I'm just going to read you the, um, the lead here. Zach Bagans and the Ghost Adventures crew are set to quarantine inside the Haunted Museum in Las Vegas to test how worldwide fear from the pandemic has affected supernatural activity. Oh, my God. (sighs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, guys. Oh, Zach. Can you please uh, click on the... This one. New item alert. Brandon Lee's black screen-worn trench coat from The Crow. The jacket does does have tears, holes, stains, but it is not known if this is the jacket he was wearing when the fatal shooting accident occurred on set while filming. And it's a picture of uh, Brandon Lee, star of the film The Crow, where who famously died on on set, and it is a terrible tragedy. Um, oh just Zach God. doing more profiting on uh, horrible tragedies for his museum. Yeah, very cool. <laughs> Not. 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 So, um, we hope you're all doing good. I mean, at least okay. We hope you're hanging in there. That we hope that we've helped somewhat with you with your day with your mood today. Yes. That's, I think, our goal always is to give you something fun to do and mm-hmm. to, to spend time with us. We understand that uh, some parts of America are reopening and we just wish you safety. Against CDC guidelines. Yep. <laughs> Against the suggestion of many doctors and nurses and healthcare professionals. We wish you safety and health. Uh, Whatever you need to do for that. Yeah. Um, and uh, we also are... Um, uh, are doing our lockdown ourselves out here in Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, just sort of, uh, you know, treading water, uh, as we know many people are. And so if you have, if you need to reach out uh, to a friend or to us even, uh, you know, we're always here. We're mm-hmm. always hanging out. You can uh, talk to us on Twitter, at Haunted Insanely. You can talk to us through our uh, Facebook groups, uh, Insanely Big Fans of Insanely Haunted. Um, there's a lot of really great uh, stuff for you to, uh, to, to spend your time with. The Scavengers Network is doing a lot of projects. A lot of Scavengers Network hosts are streaming right now if you want to hang out with them. And we just hope that you're, uh, that you're finding a way. And that if you're not finding a way, then uh, then you have someone you can reach out to and say hello to. A reminder to please support your national parks. You can donate at a National Park Foundation or National Parks Conservation Association. A lot of museums that could probably use uh, help right now financially. A lot of museums are doing virtual tours, which is cool. Yeah, you can do a virtual tour of the Mütter Museum in Philadelphia. Yeah, we just did that last week. It was super, oh, sorry, it was super fun. It was. 
Um, I believe Zach Bagans' Haunted Museum has a virtual tour. Oh, uh, what? I think. I think I saw that. Okay, so you can well, check that we out need if to you watch want. it. And of course, we'd like to say thank you to our dear friend Leandra. Thanks, Thanks for, for the hand. hand. She made our logo. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's about it, really. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else? Any final words for our friends, George? Um, I mean, y- y'all have said uh, said the word, you know. I think, uh, you know, so- social distance is a tough time. To- it's a tough thing to uh, be in isolation, for sure. But, um, you know, especially because, you know, we as humans, we have a, we have a difficult time being, uh, being on our own, right? Because think Absolutely. about it, go all the way back to the... Uh, Go all the way back to the days of the African savanna. You get you get separated from everyone else. I mean, you are you are bound, right? Yeah. All, yeah, all, the, all those lines got to do is sneak up on you. Um, yeah. And so this is a it's a time where a lot of us probably need to be more vulnerable than we're used to. And um, just remember that there's no shame in doing that. So uh, mm-hmm. thank you uh, thank you both for having me on as always. Oh, this is a, my this pleasure. Is a lot oh, of fun. Well, thanks for being on. Please be back. Yeah. We love hanging out with you, Georgia. Yeah. We love hanging out with our listener, too. And uh, we'll sure. see you again next time. Yes. Yeah, I guess so. Hey, uh, real quick, make sure y'all follow me, uh, GC on Gags, where you can find me on Twitter. Um, got all uh, kinds of good stuff there. Um, you can also hear some uh, radio programming I do on uh, KOWA, uh, Low Power FM, in Olympia, Washington, if you're around awesome. there. Or you can uh, go online, um, I guess, uh, Media Island International. That's our that's our big organization there. There's <laughs> a lot of good stuff going on. Awesome. Thanks, George. Well, with that, it's time to wrap up. And uh, like we always say, my name is Max. I'm Cassie. And I am Mr. George Collins. And you just heard... Uh, Class A EVP. Nice. And done. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Hello and welcome to FMK All Day. I'm Erin. And I'm Elizabeth. And on this show, we play no-holds-barred Mary kill <laughs> Yes, it's true. Only we don't bleep out the bad words. No regrets. Each episode is under 15 minutes, and you can find us on The Scavengers Network and wherever you like to get your podcasts.